How's it going, people? Welcome, welcome to this week's edition of The Locker Room, right here on Top 6 Fan TV. And with me in the studio are some very interesting gentlemen, and we are going to have a spectacle of banter and quality review uh, as we touch base on the action from the weekend uh, featuring the traditional top six teams of the English Premier League. And we will get into it right after this. Oh, he's got it! The ball down the channel, and he's played into Fernandez in the penalty area. In business here, look yes. scores on second debut. It's only taken 14 minutes. Brilliant, brilliant. Welcome back from that. And if you're just joining us, welcome again to Top 6 Fan TV. Uh, my name is Matthew, your host. And with me in the house today is Ali G, one of our Chelsea fans. Super fans, Ali G. You can greet the people. Say what's up. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Nice to have you here today. It's a good day. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. After, after a draw, I don't, know, I don't know how much of a good day it is after that draw, but... Uh, yeah, you you take what you can. You take what you can, <laughs> and uh, of course we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Brian, uh, you know, whose connection seems to be uh, having a little bit of an issue, but I'm sure he'll join us uh, shortly. But uh, you know, if you're just joining us, welcome again to the show. Feel free to hit the like button. Feel free to subscribe, and uh, we will be excited to have you join the following as we look to put out some great content uh, from the fans, by the fans. And uh, jumping into this weekend's, um, you know, the, 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 the action from the weekend gone by, um, we had a great lineup of games in there um, from the top six. I think there was only one member of the top six, the traditional top six, uh, that did play. That was Spurs. They had a game away to Burnley at Tuffmore, but that was called off. Um, but we kick off the action with a review of Manchester United versus Chelsea. And on that note, Tuka Brian joins us. Tuka, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Thank you. And uh, we'll kick off with your end, actually. Um, you know, catching up with that game. Chelsea welcoming Manchester United to Old Trafford and that resulting in a 1-1 draw. What was your view of the game? I'd like you to share the Man United perspective because the formation and the starting lineup surprised many United fans, uh, but it did pay out for Carrick. Uh, whether we whether it was Carrick selecting the squad, I don't know, but that looked like Ralph Ragnick's had at work already. What was your take on the match, Brad? No, I think the game reflected uh, where both sides are in uh, league standings. And also, I think uh, everything happening at both clubs for United, it's about um, facing whatever is happening at that moment. For Chelsea, it's about winning or what they are planning to win. This season, I think they really want to win the Premier League after winning the Champions League. I think Thomas Tuchel has set up his teams really well. They've done a great job, I think, since he arrived. He's clearly put his mark on that team, and you can clearly see. For United, mm -hmm. lots of problems, I think, right from the top uh, yeah. to the coaches, 
And I think even the players, they, there's nothing right happening at that football club at the moment. But I think Michael Curry got his tactics right this time around. It was about uh, more like damage control. Uh, yeah. Don't allow Chelsea to humiliate you. If you can get a draw well and good, and I think they were planning to play on counter-attack and they managed to get one. You you have to give uh, Jadon Sancho uh, a lot of credit because it looked like a lost cause, but he decided mm. to chase. And a mistake yes. happens, which, uh, of course, Thomas Tuck has since blamed on the floodlights at Stamford Bridge. I thought we only have those at <laughs> Nambole. But even yeah. at Stamford Bridge, there are a few issues with the floodlights. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a brilliant finish, I think, uh, to tell how good a player Yeah, there we go. There we go. Looks like the floodlights are affecting Brian's connection as well. Uh, we wait for him to get back. But uh, Ali, what's your take on that? What's your take on that? Um, you know, damage control from United, looking to play on the counter. Um, what was what was your take on that? They they it actually paid off for them, um, and they did get a result. In the draw. Uh, you know, uh, Postco say that uh, we shouldn't say that it worked out well for them because. Uh, if Tony Rudiger scored that late, let minute go, everyone will be blaming yeah. Carrick for the way he set up the team. You know, yeah. you, you get to praise a team when they get the result, but overall, if you look at the way Chelsea played, there were so many mischances. They were actually, Chelsea was very wasteful. If uh, mm -hmm. it would have been a different story, people complaining and blaming Carrick for setting up a team like that, it's just because mm -hmm. Chelsea was wasteful. And yeah. I didn't want to. The 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 miss the floodlights the excuse, uh the mm. Chelsea legend Jimmy Jimmy Floyd Asel Bank also came out to blame uh, Jorginho that he was a bit complacent in the way he handled the ball that he was mm. the you know the way Chelsea is playing they are being so confident and they think it will hurt them in the long run, uh yeah. they will start being complacent the way he tried to control the ball, and mm. they tend mm. to believe that anyone else every one they leave behind will be able to support the team. If you see the way they went for the, to, I don't know, they all went to score and they left only one man behind. So yes. it it comes on the way. I feel they are being so overconfident at this point. They don't know what the situation was for the team just last season. The team was very shaky. So mm. I think they should go back to the drawing board and the basics. And also Thomas Tuchel, the way he sets up the team is. Uh, if it was any other manager, I would have started the game with a, a strong policy, Mason Mount, and maybe Lukaku. We know it's from injury, but it's a threat. There are so many yeah. chances that Timo Werner missed that Lukaku maybe would have put to bed. So mm. it's the philosophy that uh, Thomas Tuchel has where he believes that the players who are very good in the training, he'll give them the, he'll give them the chance. He doesn't. Mm. So I don't know, but hopefully we're... For any Chelsea fan, it's too early for us to blame the manager because we know where he brought us from and where we are now. We appreciate him, yeah. we appreciate the tactics that he's using. So we shall take the draw and we appreciate everything that's going on right now. We'll enjoy it while it lasts. Brian, no, but, do you agree? Do you agree with that? No, assessment? But, 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 no, no, but I think uh, for Romeo Lukaku, he had just returned from an injury, he wouldn't want to risk him. He is definitely mm -hmm. going to be playing so many games. Timo Vana mm. is not going to be starting games for Chelsea. It will definitely be Lukaku. But he had just returned, mm. and the coach wouldn't want to risk him. I'm not sure Mason Mount has started so many games in the recent weeks. Uh, he's been off a bit. And uh, for Tuko, what he's decided to go with is if you're playing well in training and doing the job, you'll start games. If you don't, mm. 
Kenny Longo to be playing. It's that simple. And I think yeah. it's a good way to manage some of these superstars. Because when you look at United, one of the biggest, I think, uh, uh, things that let Olegona social down is that even when his superstars were not playing well, he never mm. trusted the rest of the squad. He clearly would mm. continue playing Bruno Fernandes. It doesn't matter how good a player he is. I continue playing uh, one Bissaka in games when you thought, actually, you know, United are going to be going all out. Why don't you play Diego Dallo? Harry mm. Maguire was struggling. He continued playing mm. him. At times, you have to show these players that there's a competition for places. If you don't play well, you're not going to be starting games and you'll not get the time to play. It's that simple mm. and it works. But going back mm. to United, uh, when you asked me about the game, I felt, uh, I think, the way Chelsea were playing is in a place where they are right now and not where United are. For United, they've considered so many silly goals, they've been poor defensively, and they've lost so many games. So what they were looking at doing is trying to manage themselves and also the game. Can we be yes. able to limit how many chances we concede and how many goals we concede? If you can do that, mm -hmm. then we've got a chance. Because the thing is, for United, they've got players who can go forward and create problems for any team. It doesn't matter who they are playing. Of course, mm -hmm. they've lacked the organization also going forward. The problem has been conceding so many goals. And I think you can't blame uh, uh, Michael Curry for going for three holding midfielders. But two mm -hmm. of them, I thought, uh, can be good on their day. Uh, very comfortable on the ball, especially Nemanja Matic. Fred still struggles, I think, in that department. But Scott yeah. is a young player, McTominay, and I think with time, he'll be a much better player. Of course, if you ask anybody, they're going to tell you United needs better players in those positions, those that can hold on to the ball, but also give the team a good defensive shape when they are coming at them. But I thought uh, Carrick picked a team that was needed at that moment. And the way Chelsea played, mm -hmm. they knew that United were there for the taking. They knew that United were simply going to have bodies behind the ball. And they decided yeah. to go all out. You can't blame them for having only Jorginho at the back. It's because they realize United probably are not interested in coming at them. So they said, yes. why not push numbers? Because United had everyone behind the ball. Exactly. Chelsea needed to push also numbers. And, and at times, uh, you have to take those risks sometimes. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, because yeah. the risks that paid off. We did, we did see Jorginho's touch there. But for me, what I noticed on that uh, particular incident where Jorginho lost the ball at the center line, if you notice, it was very similar to a certain goal by, uh, um, you know, the Arsenal chap who scored over the weekend, Martinelli, when he dispossessed uh, N'Golo Conte about two, year, two, two years ago at the bridge. Again, pressing, right? Um, we know yeah. Thomas Tuchel, the likes of Thomas Tuchel, the likes of Jürgen Klopp are really ambassadors of gig and press. And uh, incoming manager, uh, interim manager for, for Man United, Ralph Ragnick, has been touted as the godfather of Gegenpress. Uh, Thomas Tuchel actually, um, you know, he actually uh, credits uh, Ralph Ragnick for giving him the encouragement to get into management and imparting a style and influencing the style on him. So de there's definitely something that he'll bring to United. Uh, and there has been this notion uh, that uh, Michael Carrick, as actually not the one who picked the team. He, 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 he had some influence in there, but there was a touch of rough fragment in there because of I that think, pressing. I, I, what what I do you think, think about not, that? Absolute nonsense. I, I don't think I've, I've had that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but it's, I, it's, definitely I my, it's, definitely, it's definitely Michael Carrick who chose that team. Clearly. How do you tell me when he chose that team? How much does he know about the players? What was he seeing in training? For you to choose a team to start again, you must have seen what was happening in training. I don't think he was yes. in a training. This guy cannot be allowed even to work in the UK at the moment because he doesn't, want, he doesn't have the work permit. You know? work permit yes. So he's been appointed yes, yes. today. 
but it needs to first uh, fulfill that. Of okay, course, United are going to get the work permit. No, 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 don't doubt about it. I'm sure yeah. by Wednesday, most likely, you would, they would have sorted that out. But uh, I think it, the, the reason why many believed it is because of who first said it. Gary Neville, yeah. everyone knows probably, he knows a few things inside of United. Because he said yeah. it, many believe that uh, he had. Can you imagine a few people even went ahead to think Darren Fletcher was talking to Ronnie on the, on, with the earphones that he was wearing on match day? But he was wearing the yeah, same yeah, yeah. against Villarreal. He was wearing the yeah. same against Villarreal. It's just because they didn't see him. So it, yeah, yeah. you have to give my, I think give Michael Carrick some credit. I think it shows a good team. What, what I've seen from him, and I think probably, you know, at times you get surprised. They were together with Ole. What I've realized from Michael is that he's trying to give practically everyone a chance. Johnny Van der Beek barely got any time under, under Ole. And he's already mm. played two games under Carrick. He brought him on for Bruno Fernandes. He started him yeah. uh, in midweek he's against uh, Villarreal last week. So he's trying to give everyone a chance, and especially those kids that are talented and have not gotten enough uh, playing time. I think you can't take away the credit from Michael Carrick. I think he did a great job by ensuring right. that the team was disciplined defensively. Fair enough. Ali G, what were you, what, you were trying to say something about that as well? Yeah, I heard what Brian was saying. I don't know why they were, they, they were putting the credit of how Michael Carrick set up the team to the new interim. Is that his philosophy? Maybe Brian knows him much, much better than me. Because it? <laughs> <laughs> was, was, I'll, I'll be worried, honestly, I'll be worried if that's the philosophy bringing to the Premier League to be defensive. Because Arsenal no, will come and no, run I, them over. It's just because Chelsea no, no, no. was unlucky on that day. So I don't know whether they are very proud of the way the team was set up that they're even crediting the new interim manager coming. If if United were that defensive and Chelsea were unlucky, now imagine if United were not that defensive, what would have happened? Probably it could have been another mouthing, like the 5 0 loss to Liverpool. Mm. The thing is, (laughs) Carrick is just trying, Carrick is just trying to manage what's happening at the moment. United definitely cannot continue playing that way. There's no doubt about it. Remember, if they are poor Pogba back. They're not going to be playing that way. Paul has to start games. And they're not going to start mm-hmm. Nemanja Matic, Fred yeah. and McTominay when Paul is on the pitch. I don't think it's going to happen. So what they've been lacking, of course, there's been a lot, there's been a lack of organization on the pitch. The reason why mm-hmm. they're bringing in a Ragnik is to ensure that some of those things are sorted. He stays actually for an extra two years so that they can have proper organization when there's someone who understands the game on and off the pitch. Not only yes. having guys yeah. you know how to look for the money, but don't understand the game on the pitch. And that's why I think they're bringing Ragnik, not only for the interview, but also to play, to, to step for the two extra years. And I think his bigger job is going to be staying for two, uh, the two more years. So I don't think Carrick plays that way. We all know how good a player he was. He was so comfortable on the ball and defensively disciplined. But he's just trying to manage what's happening at United at the moment. And that's lack of confidence. What do you do? Ensure that you defend well, don't concede you know that you give yourself a chance. You could get a chance and you score and you win a game even if it's by one knee. So when the confidence is back and the team gets themselves organized, then you can start playing the way United are expected to play. But at the moment, given what's happening, you have got to to be extremely careful. That's true. That's true. And what's your take on Cristiano Ronaldo coming off the bench, uh, Ali G? I'll swing it back to Brian. But Ali G, do you think you spoke about Lukaku needing to have started that game? Uh, you know, because of the kind of player that he is and probably what they needed at the front that they lacked with Timo Vanna. But uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, this man coming on for Jadon Sancho in the later part of the game, do you think it was a mistake to, to start him? I mean, this is a high-profile game. 
uh, derby of sorts, the games that Cristiano Ronaldo lives for, uh, do you think United lacked something with him? I, I agree with what Brian said that uh, Lukaku was from manager, but still, again, you know, strikers have that instinct. As in, they may not even... Ronaldo himself is a threat. If you put him... Uh, mm. the, the players will not go so much, the defenders will not go so much into the attack because they know there is someone who is very threatening at the back. So, to me, I feel like uh, his presence alone can do something, can bring some damage to that defense in Chelsea. So, mm. and I don't know, maybe he wasn't happy at the end of the game because they, they are talking about how he went off the pitch. He didn't even say... Uh, he shake any hands. Yes, so maybe it's it's about the attitude. So probably he's not mm-hmm. happy at, if he's not getting games. But but also I had uh, they were saying that uh, if you put Ronaldo in such a game where money is being so defensive, you won't be doing him any any help. As in, he's going to look so average in a team which is being defensive. So yeah. I don't know why he wasn't it's happy. But sweet, person, huh? Yeah, personally, I feel like if Carrick had set up the team like that. It was to his own benefit that he stayed on the bench because he wouldn't have done anything. There were no balls that were going to come in. Maybe if there's if there's Pogba on the pitch to supply to him, or Bruno Fernandes Fernandez was being was a bit forward on the pitch, but they were mm. so defensive. So even if he had been on the pitch, yeah, he wouldn't have done anything. Mm. But maybe Brian can tell us more about that. <laughs> uh, Brian, do you think? Uh, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo was it a mistake for Curry to leave him on the bench, or uh, do you feel that that was a solid tactical switch? Well, nobody will ever know. But to start with, it's, it's because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. If it was any other player who was left on the bench, we'll not be discussing this. But the guy has earned mm-hmm. the right to be discussed in this aspect. And you, mm-hmm. you can't blame anybody for thinking that. We can never know what would have happened if he had started. But we know that. Mm-hmm. I think he started the Liverpool game and United lost by 5 nil. He started the Man City yeah. game and they were absolutely played off the park. They lost 2 nil, mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. a 2 nil, you know, uh, uh, massacre. It should have been four or five or six if City wanted, really. So uh, I think what happens is, let's not forget, the guy is 36 years old. Uh, mm. he, he could easily be the fittest player in the Premier League even at 36. But he's 36 years. That's what matters. Yes. He cannot yes. be playing week in, week out. He played, yeah. he played I think, the whole 90 uh, against Villarreal, if I remember. If not, he got off when there were a few minutes left. Yeah. And now you bring him again as a team where you're going to be doing a lot of defending. You know, it's it's tougher to defend than actually to go forward. Yeah, when you attack, do the yes. defending, you're going to be worked more than the team that is actually Works, coming yeah. at you. Because you're That's chasing, true. you're running bodies down. So it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a problem. So And United were going to do that on the day. So mm-hmm. the guy is 36. Maybe Carrick thought he played in midweek, played lots of minutes. I cannot be asking him to do what I want some of these young guys to do. And that's why I left mm. him on the bench. But because it's Ronaldo, and it's because it's a big game uh, yeah. against Chelsea, Ronaldo is a superstar brought in to play for such games. That's why the discussion is here. But nobody knows what could have happened. If United had lost I... by two or three nil, the discussion yeah. would have been different, saying, why didn't he start? But the why fact that they managed to get a one old draw, a one old yeah. draw when people thought actually they would be demolished by Chelsea, I think yeah. you give Michael Curry credit. I think so. I think so. I mean, they, they, you know, some 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 fans are saying uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has brought one for faggy time, but uh, unfortunately, that did Fag- not bear fruit. Faggy time. There are lots. There are lots of minutes left. That's not time. <laughs> and you see, and, and listen, Bado, he played about twenty-eight minutes. He touched the ball. Yeah. I think he touched. He touched the ball only seven times. The guy everyone is asking for to start. He only touched the ball seven times. 
But I mean, this is Cristiano Ronaldo. He would have scored a hat trick with, with those seven touches. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Need, <laughs> it doesn't need many touches. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, let's leave all things Chelsea and Man United, gentlemen, um, behind and move on uh, to Merseyside, where Liverpool continue their fantastic form. Uh, you know, steamrolling Southampton. I'd give Southampton credit for not swallowing more than four goals. It was four nil. Um, you know, we, we did see Arsenal put to the sword last weekend. But gentlemen, Ali G, what are your thoughts around this team? I mean, Diego Jota you know, coming in you know, and I'm... putting in a fantastic performance. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Honestly, as a Chelsea fan, when, when, when I'm talking about Liverpool, I, I can't wait for the African Cup of Nations to come. <laughs> because I really, I, I really want those guys to go to Africa and they leave uh, the competition uh, and they run into the to us and we see what will happen. That, uh, because they are so good, the cohesion is so good. They, only, I think Liverpool is the most perfect team. As in, you can watch the way they win their games effortlessly. They, mm. they, they build the, the the goals from nothing, and you see the ball coming. When, so, kudos to them. <laughs> but all I can say is they can't wait for the African Cup of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope you know that yes, you're also losing Edward. I, I hope you also know you're losing Edward Mendy to Senegal. In yes, 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 I know that, but... Hey, Kepa. Yeah, Kepa. Of course, Kepa. you can't compare. You cannot compare. Kepa can misfire, but as in... But it's not so misfiring. Kepa, when he's given the trust, he of can course, do something. Of but... course, you can't compare it to Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah and Naby Keita uh -huh. for Liverpool. It's yes, going to be, it's yes, going to be yes. a huge, huge blow. It's going to be a huge blow. Brian, let's not forget uh, Ibra Ibrahim Konate. Isn't he or his French? Is he French or Senegalese? One of those. Yeah, but, but I don't I think when you're talking the guy, I think if if, 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 if it's... If it's not actually, is is uh, French. So, it's but French if you're talking, actually, if you're yeah. talking, yeah, if you're talking, yeah, but it's, it's African, but it's French. But we all know what it is. Yeah, but yeah. it's African, they but it's French. Yeah. They have another guy in the They have Nabi Keita, uh, yeah, uh, Money, and uh, yeah. Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah, I think, for me, and uh, and. Uh, Joel Matip no longer plays for Cameroon, so well, no one will yeah, be yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So if he's the one you're asking about, but I think for me it's Salah and Money most importantly. Because uh, I think uh, half of their goals go through those guys. It's it's what yeah. makes Liverpool tick. And over the yeah, weekend yeah. it was so easy. I think Southampton mm. are four. You you do not know when they're going to be demolished. You know they've considered I think nine and ten before. Considered mm. ten against yeah. Leicester United squad nine. I think it was last season. Mm. Uh, yeah, they could have visited. Nine goals, nine goals. Yeah, there we go. Brian's uh, connection again. Uh, chipping out, but I'm sure he'll be back as usual. Uh, Ali G, I mean, these guys, if, 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 if Liverpool, actually, for me, I know you can't wait for the African Cup of Nations, but if Liverpool uh, do manage to stay second or third by the end of the African Cup of Nations, when these boys come back, I think we are going to be in for a really, really tight race. My predictions at the beginning of the season was actually Liverpool to win the league, and I was laughed at. And, uh, you know, my, my, my argument was that these guys last season had more or less uh, a very disappointing title defence, but that was yeah. uh, for a number of factors. 
um, that I can, you know, put that down to. One, they had a horrible injury run, especially at the back with defense. Uh, if you have yeah. Joe Matip, you have Virgil van Dijk, you have Joe Gomez out of action without credible backup for large, more than three months and you're Liverpool, yeah. you're definitely going to struggle. So that has been sorted out this season. The boys are back. And, they, you know, Thiago, uh, Thiago seems to have settled back in, um, mm -hmm. back in, you know, settled well into the team. He had a bit of an underwhelming first season, but he's starting yeah. to look the part. The reason they bought him for Nabi Keita, of course, had a, a troublesome injury record as well uh, that we saw. But we do, we did see that, uh, we did see that, uh, we did see that these, once the injuries have been sorted out for Liverpool, they become an extremely cohesive and functional unit and they tear any team apart on their day. Um, with the exception of, let's say, you know, West Ham and Brighton did give them a run for their money, as well as Brentford uh, away. Um, but, 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 but besides those, you, could, you can't see that the team are well-oiled and, uh, you know, we will see how, how, what, what happens during the African Cup of Nations. I believe if they if they can stay third third or second, they will challenge yeah. for the title, no doubt. By the really? end of Afcon. Yeah, correct. And no, also, I, I think w w the only thing that the only thing that can serve them, I think, is the is the fixture. And I don't think it's going to be really tough. If if it's if there are a few tricky fixtures in there, and you don't have Salah and uh, money, Salah it's and going money. to be tough. Mm -hmm. But the the reason why I think Jurgen Klopp must have been celebrating is Diego Jota getting in form at the right time. Because without exactly. Salah and Mane, he's going to be extremely key to that team. He will have to yeah. bang in the goals. And hopefully they'll have Diego Firmino, or rather Roberto Firmino back. <clears throat> and maybe, just maybe, Divo Origi will be that important now for them. Because uh, yeah. he'll be available for them. So I think that's the essence of having also a cohesion as a team. Even when you're not yeah. playing a lot, you can see Divo Origi when he comes on. He does he a job. But I think that's one thing that... Uh, yeah, that's one thing that Jurgen Klopp has done, I think, really well. The man management was well up there. But Liverpool are a very fluid team. They're a very yeah. fluid team. On their day, they're capable of uh, just beating anybody. But the Africa Cup of yeah. Nations is going, going to be, be a test. It's going to be costly for them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brian and Aliji. I mean, Aliji, look at this. Um, looking at the fixtures they have from the 2nd of January. Uh, the first game of the new year, 2nd of January. By that time, AFCON should have taken the players. Brian, you'll you know better, but by that time, AFCON should have taken the, the players should have been summoned to their country camps. Second of January, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. They then move to Brentford. That's they right. welcome Brentford at Anfield. That should be fine. They then go away to Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace. Then they welcome Leicester City to Anfield. And then they have Burnley. This is, the, this is now the 12th of Feb. And then the 19th of Feb, they have an easy one against Norwich City. 26th of Feb, they have a very difficult game against the Arsenal at uh, the Emirates. Uh, who, who will be looking to <laughs> correct correct the abomination of last week's results? Uh, 26th, and then, and then they, 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 yeah. they should be back. 26th, yeah, that's 26th. Then. Yeah, and they then should, they, that, they, they, uh, they, they kick off match they, with they, a, a home game against West Ham. So it's, it's a, a no, bit of a tricky set of matches, so to speak. Those are tough ones. Uh, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, you know. Crystal Palace has been the most unlucky team this season. I think they should be way exactly. above where they exactly. I thought yeah. uh, Vieira has done a brilliant job with them. Uh, they've been so unlucky, conceding some silly goals. And mm. 
are not putting our chances they should. And uh, if, if you are doing that, they should be probably in the top eight easily, by the way. I, I'm thinking yeah. Vieira has done a really good job. And we, with the with the limitations is that in terms of the playing staff, he doesn't have the yeah. best of squads, but you can see his mark on that team as yes. since uh, he came in. Uh, so Liverpool find it really tricky playing against them without money and uh, Salah definitely. But I'm sure Jürgen Klopp has got a plan. Like I said, if Diego Jota continues scoring, it's going yeah. to be key. But but then once the others leave, if Roberto Firmino is back, and I think yes. the midfield now needs to chip in. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, whoever, uh, Alcantara, Fabinho, whoever is going to be playing, goals have mm. got to be coming from all over. Just like Chelsea yeah, really struck. Chelsea could be at the top, but they're struggling to score goals. Everyone is chipping in. Rudiger, yeah. Reci James, everyone is scoring goals in the Liverpool yeah. may need that in January. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about uh, an analogy. I'd like to pull you in on this last point. But we're talking about how strong Liverpool are and the fluidity. And now last season, they were undermined by injuries in addition to not having the Anfield factor, which is also a very strong factor, you know, the power of their fans. But Chelsea are starting to look thin right now. Chilwell looks like he's done his knee and he's most likely going to be out for more than, you know, probably six months. Uh, you know, well, best case scenario, three months. Uh, if you look at their midfield, Kante and Kovacic are out. We know that those are very pivotal players over the last few weeks. And uh, we do see, of course, uh, Lukaku has come back, which is a big plus for them. But um, they are starting to look a little bit thin. And we know that as much as they have a, a you know, uh, you know, depth in the squad, uh, the injuries can affect your your, your momentum. Um, so as much as we're seeing, um, you know, the, 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 those injuries come through and you're, 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 you're steadying the ship for now, you can argue that if the likes of Conte and Kovacic were in that midfield yesterday, you'd have had a bit more bite uh, to that because they certainly bring in something more attacking there. And, of course... Superman, Mr. Edward Mendy, is also going to be gone for AFCON. So do you think you as Chelsea will ride the storm uh, that, that, that month as well, uh, the January, February? Uh, I, I think that's why I appreciate Thomas Tuko from because he, he has given the young players confidence. If you see now the Chalobas who are stepping up, uh, even in the midfield yesterday we saw Loftus Cheek. As yeah. in, he's, he's, no one expected him to play this much, but uh, he was playing against a very big team, Manchester, and he looked confident of the ball. Not as confident mm. as Kante, but he was okay. He was okay. And uh, even if Buckley comes on, who we thought that he was going to be released, he, he, he provides moments of magic here and there. So I think that's why we shall rely on the on the genius well, of Thomas to, to see that he can give us the points where we... We don't expect anything, but also yes. the team the team depth also comes key. Chelsea has a very yeah. big squad, so we hope as other players are falling out, others are coming in like Lukaku. Of course, there are some that are coming back like like Timo Werner that are not giving us much that we expect. But hey, so we shall man, count with those. <laughs> we shall Timo count with those. Be... Ah, I don't Timo know what guy. I don't know his shooting boots. He must be wearing his I boots on, on the opposite feet. If if if, if he was playing the if he was playing the Ugandan league, I can guarantee you someone will be saying he bewitched they bewitched him. <laughs> you cannot I don't know. You cannot from left. The guy came he came he came as a world beater. He looks yes. like yeah. he came from a championship. 
and it's looked like he came from a championship. Exactly. And he has got to know the team to prove himself. Yes, definitely. Uh, Very quickly. Now, we looked at Liverpool's game during the month of January. Uh, Gentlemen, this is Chelsea's fixture from 2nd January. 2nd January, already we know. They uh, welcome Liverpool to Stamford Bridge. Then, the following weekend, Chelsea are away at the Etihad to Manchester City. After that, they are playing they Liverpool and they are playing, they are playing Liverpool and uh, Man City back to back. Exactly, they are playing Liverpool, then Man City, uh, Man City away, then Spurs at Stamford Bridge, and then uh, the close of eighth of Feb with uh, a trip away to uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. So the games are also quite tricky, considering Kepa is going to be in goal. I do believe no, they, <laughs> these, are going to be, these are going to be tricky games. But you know, you know the, the thing good is, thing is they've, been, they've not been, they, they they've not been so many. Goal. Yeah, but they've not been so many teams that actually get close yeah. to their goalkeepers. They've been so yeah. solid, by the way, this Chelsea team. Extremely solid. Yeah. World drill. Yeah. You can see a team that plays with a plan. Um, yes. Everyone knows where they're supposed to be. Everyone knows who they're supposed to be going after. So Kepa mm. might not be such a big a factor as it would have been yes. before under Lampard. I think the yeah. world grill team, sometimes, yes, there'll be moments where the goalkeeper has, has got to come in, but I think he's been benched enough. When he gets the opportunity, you feel he would want to prove a point and regain yeah. his number one mm-hmm. spot. So I think he should be able to look much better. But most importantly, he's not going to be exposed to lots of attacks like it was before because this Chelsea team is looking so disciplined. Indeed. Yeah. Ali, do your take on that finally as we move on? Uh, I'm not worried about the fixture. Play the hard ones. Yeah. You have to be the best to be the best. So, whether yeah. we play Liverpool, Man City, I'm not worried. I think that Chelsea has it. Though I would, fa- I know that Man City will be, if Liverpool loses the, the African guys and uh, maybe they drop out, I have a feeling that Man City will be the one leading the rest. Chelsea is yeah. good, but I don't know. There's something missing about that team. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. They're not so, the cohesion is not, they're, they're misfiring so much. I don't think they're as clinical as yeah. Man City. Yeah. So, you're just being a fan, expecting the worst. Yeah, but, uh, we know that, he wants to spend money. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but, we know, but we know you're hoping for the best. Yes. Okay. Definitely. okay. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. And uh, of course, moving on to the Emirates, Arsenal. Oh, my beloved Arsenal. I've had some issues this season, starting off with three straight defeats, then going on on an eight match unbeaten run in the league. And uh, before being humbled, eating humble, the humblest of pies at Anfield uh, last weekend with a 4 0 drubbing. But the pressure was on them to come back and Mikel Arteta to come back and produce a result in this home game against Newcastle. And they turned out two nil winners, goals coming in there from uh, star boy Bukayo Saka, who later limped off uh, injured. <laughs> and then this gentleman, uh, Martinelli, who Jürgen Klopp actually rates quite highly but doesn't get as much playing time as uh, the Arsenal fans like coming on and scoring a sublime uh, second in there to seal the points for Mikel Arteta. And that moves him level on points with West Ham. Um, West Ham are fourth, Arsenal fifth, but Arsenal bouncing back. What was your take on the match, Brian? 
I know a bad performance from a mid-table team expected to be on the back side of the <laughs> page, so. it's okay. But anyways, I thought um, yeah, I, I, I thought they recovered really well. Good, brilliant performance, but it's one that you expected. I mean, they're playing against a team that is yet to win a game in the Premier League in Newcastle. Yes. Even with all the money they have, they can't buy even a goal. So, no, rather they can't mm. buy a win. So that's how tough it is for them. And, and that's not fully capitalized on that. I, I think Mm-hmm. What we need to understand is at the start of the season, they had some really tough fixtures. Yes, we could have said they mm-hmm. look poor and all the news of Mikel Ateta leaving. But when you start a season playing City, Chelsea, and I think uh, the other must have been, uh, was it? Uh, I don't care. We, we, we started the season Chelsea, on Brentford, Brentford, Chelsea, Brentford, and City. Chelsea and Man City. And Man City. Clearly, yeah. Chelsea and Man City were tough fixtures. Yes, Brentford could have been an easy one. They put that on the side, and since then, They've looked a completely different side. And, and that's, at times, it's about the confidence. You know, uh, winning just like losing is a habit. So if you, don't, if you keep winning, then it grows in the team. If you lose games, it doesn't matter how big a player you are. You're going to lose your confidence. And that's what United, for example, are going through at the moment. Yeah, exactly. But if they can manage to get two or three wins on the bounce, and then it changes everything. And that's what has happened at Arsenal. And all of a sudden, mm. everyone looks a wild beater, Bukayo Saka, Martinelli, I'd played well last season. Of course, it's gone off a bit because of injury. And yeah. now, he scores that brilliant goal. Everyone looks good now. It doesn't matter if Aubameyang mm-hmm. is not scoring or not. So, yeah. when you win games, the confidence is back and the team looks good. But I think the test again is going to, for us to see the improvement in this Arsenal team. When they play against United on Thursday, how good will yeah. they look? If they can beat United, because however bad United look at the moment, they are still Man United. And exactly. you know that they will come and give you a difficult time. So if they can perform well and put up a good performance, then you, you've got to start thinking. I mean, they could be somewhere making noise about the, the top four. Because I'm sure the target this season for them is top four. Now they're very close there. So also, yeah. in the big games, for the confidence to grow. And then you can go on uh, some winning uh, streaks. But and I thought they put up that. a very good performance. Again, it's a team that is struggling, really. Brilliant. Ali G, your thoughts on the Arsenal win? Does this uh, give them strong momentum into the Man United game? But, uh, yeah, we need to also give credit to Ateta. There are some new players that were, that are in this team that that we didn't expect that they would come out. When, when the season was beginning, we saw Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale. And actually, yeah. I thought that was wasted money because he has been yeah. playing for teams that have been relegated. The guy has mm. stepped up. And uh, we saw Tomiyasu coming in, we saw mm. Lokonga, and mm. so I think it's Tavares. To Tavares. So the way the way Ateta has used them, uh, he has always had this philosophy. People were criticizing him, but he has always you could see that he's building something slowly by slowly. Mm. But like Brian mm. said, the biggest test is on Thursday, because mm. Arsenal are struggling at the beginning of the season because the fixtures were a bit hard. Then they've had yeah. a, a very good run of games again is very weak team so let us see on thursday if they go past that test we shall yes. <laughs> we shall know that they actually belong to the mid table where they're supposed to be or or actually they're really yeah. good the team has built the but, cohesion that we are seeing right now so let's wait for thursday yeah, but, but the, the, the jury though will still be out there because even if they beat mm-hmm. united they will be saying after that i mean Everybody seems like they can beat United at the moment, so, so maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not so much about us, no. 
<laughs> so to speak. I mean, the jury will still be out, I, I think. And, and uh, that might be something that might play in Arsenal's favour. Um, there's not much belief, you know, much like, you know, the Leicester side. I'm not saying Arsenal would challenge for the title. Far from it. But we all know, uh, you know, how, what benefit Leicester City had the year they won the championship. Uh, because no one ever believed. Everyone, you know, up to five games to the end of the season, people step, kept thinking, ah, these guys are going to drop off and probably finish second. But, you know, the guys kept going and kept going. And I think Arsenal have that feel about them. They, they, you never know what to expect with them. And because of that, uh, you don't have the confidence they will live to their past glory. So they do look like they underdogs do. in there. I, I hope you're not being so confident. I hope you're not being so confident. I hope you're not being so confident. No, I mean, at like the beginning Mama, of the... You, you sound yeah. like Mama Fina now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, talking Arsenal, mean, I mean, I mean, then Leicester winning, I don't, I don't even know where you're headed. I don't know. What is your mixing things here. I'm getting worried. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I, you see, this is precisely what I'm talking about. Eh? Your reaction, both of you. But I am enjoying yeah. this while it lasts. I will speak more <laughs> after the United Games. Please. That, that's much better. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> and the problem is that usually, usually, usually in that game, the inform yes. team is the one that usually loses on the day. So you've got to be careful. And we yes. know who the inform team is. It's Arsenal. No, United. Okay. Champions League and, uh, you know, draw at Chelsea. I, no, no, but before, the Liverpool, before the Liverpool loss, we all know how Arsenal are doing. So the inform team in this case will be Arsenal. I'm telling you, that is, that is a derby. We all know the phone books are thrown out of the window, to be honest, gentlemen. Abs- no doubt. So long. You, you know what, we don't know what to expect. Liverpool, I mean, uh, Manchester United may come in with a fantastic change in, uh, and we do expect a change because um, all factors remaining constant. If the if United, I think they will manage to get the paper out sorted. Ralph Ragnick should have that as his first game. Probably have one or two training sessions at most. Uh, but there yeah. will definitely be a different aspect to, to United. I'm interested to see how they will set up for that particular game. And uh, moving on, gentlemen, into this game, chilly conditions at the Etihad, uh, Manchester City welcoming uh, West Ham, who have done very well. David Moyes, of course, was not given the time that he would have wanted at, at Old Trafford, uh, but he's working wonders for the Hammers with a squad that we believe is uh, probably inferior to the likes of Leicester City and Spurs. But they're doing a very good job in there. Man City still are Man City. They, uh, you know, um, match the the expectation, came out with a result. 2-1. It was not uh, the steamrolling that we expected, but uh, a 2-1 win nevertheless. Brian, your thoughts on that one? Uh, It was... That was a super, super win for City because West Ham have been on fire. They are not in the top five uh, for mm. nothing. There's a reason why they're there. Mm. But also City showing why they're still going to be battling for the Premier League. And I think this mm. season, unlike the last two, where one team went on a run and clearly nobody could catch up, this season most likely we, we could see a really tight one between uh, amongst the three teams, City, Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, but if you want to act like a national fan, you can add Arsenal in there. I don't know how close they will be or far away, but I don't expect them to be anywhere near those guys. But but I think uh, that was a, a statement win uh, for, for City. Uh, I think the score does not reflect how good they were. I think they were better than the 2-1 win. Because uh, mm. 
a West Ham squad late on in that game. More consolation purely. Uh, I think it must yeah. have been a 94 plus when they got that goal from Lanzini. Uh, mm. But I thought uh, City looked absolutely brilliant. Uh, we're talking mm. about Liverpool being fluid. These guys want to, they, they make you want to watch them almost every day when they're playing. Uh, the slick mm -hmm. passing, the pressing, yeah. the organization. Yeah. And uh, two, the, especially Fernandinho's second goal, absolutely brilliant. You know, brilliant, I, I call those penal, penalties from open play uh, because yes. it, the way he placed it clearly, it was absolutely yes. uh, brilliant. So it said yes. a lot about City. But also, let's not forget, they had to revenge that loss in the Carabao Cup because they lost Indeed. to West Ham and they were eliminated by West Ham. So revenge yes. for them. But also, they knew that just in case Chelsea slip up, they capitalized mm. on that. And now they're only a point behind Chelsea. Yeah, so it does. It does. It does make things a lot more spicier at the top. Yeah. Ali G, uh, you know, City coming, uh, you know, being being criticised by a section of their fans, and of course being poured scorn on by several other fans uh, for for not being able to secure that striker that they wanted in the summer. Of course, we all know they're looking at Harry Kane, and uh, that was not possible. They brought in Grealish, who's not even playing, uh, or had has it settled in as well as they would have liked. Uh, Chelsea going ahead to splash a good chunk of money on Lukaku to solve that particular issue. Uh, but you see the City team going the mile, uh, lasting the mile, and, and without a striker still, uh, going on to push for the title and, you know, even the Champions League, so to speak. Uh, City, I think it's about the, that team depth because you can see they won comfortably against West Ham, but they didn't have Jack Grealish, they didn't have Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. And now you see that as the season will be rolling on, these guys will be now come, they will be like new signings. And that's why mm. City will come and beat these other teams. They, when the Sterlings are getting tired, these guys will be coming out of injury when they are very fresh. So mm -hmm. City, they, their chemistry is so good. Of course, very big thanks to Pep. Pep is also very, when it comes to the tactics, he does it things very well. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a team that has no flaws. Everything seems to be working out in their favor. You can't see any, anything going wrong for them. And there'll be a big threat to the title for us, Chelsea. I don't know about Arsenal, but for us, Chelsea, who are hoping <laughs> to lift the <city>. So, <laughs> there'll be a very big yeah. threat to us, yeah. You guys enjoying that. Well, um, of course, the other, uh, you know, last member of the traditional top six Spurs, not being able to play their game uh, away to Burnley, a tough, more uh, heavy snow as we saw, um, you know, similar conditions to um, the ones at Manchester City, but even worse, that game having to be postponed. So Spurs didn't play. Uh, we didn't see Antonio Conte in action uh, with his boys in white. Um, but, you know, the results now shaping up the, uh, the top of the table, making it just a bit tighter in there. Chelsea still on top with 30 points. Manchester City on 29. They close the gap to one point. Uh, Liverpool still breathing fire on 28 points. And then uh, those, those top three, uh, you know, uh, you could call the cream at the top. And then the rest of the pack uh, coming in fourth and fifth. West Ham and Arsenal tied on 23 points. And Wolverhampton Wanderers, who uh, have been, you know, uh, under the radar, creeping up the table. Uh, Bruno Laghi, their, their new manager, actually producing decent results in sixth and uh, Spurs in seventh. Manchester United sitting in eighth position on 18 points, but we do know there's still lots of games to play. And that moves us into the final segment 
of the show today, uh, which is uh, the preview. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining in, welcome. I would like to welcome you. You're in the locker room. And with me is Ali G and Tuka Brian. And, um, you know, feel free to subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notifications, and we'll be able to bring you some great discussions from the fans um, right here. And moving on to the preview section for this week, the games are coming in thick and fast. We know that December is a very tight uh, month. Games, uh, there's uh, several games played during the month, and that's happening, kicking off this week. Um, and uh, Tuesday, we will have uh, the action kicking off uh, on Tuesday with Newcastle and Norwich, uh, Leeds United and Crystal Palace. But we do know that's not our focus on this show. We're much more interested in Chelsea going to Watford Ali G, what do you feel the result will be there? Uh, Ranieri, we did see what Ranieri did to Manchester United. And uh, we do know that Manchester United was uh, off form, probably in that game, but still four past United, the kind of uh, football they were playing, uh, would still need to be prepared for. I think you do need to show them a little bit of respect as Chelsea. What are your thoughts on how that game will pan out? I had everything you said, but still... It will be an easy one for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Three nil to Chelsea because our yeah. defense doesn't give. Uh, we don't give those Christmas offers like Manu. The defense is yeah. very mean, so it will be an easy win for Chelsea. Three nil. That's all yeah. I can say. Nothing much. Yeah. Three nil. Three nil. Took a Brian, Your thoughts on that match? Outcome? No, you've got to fear for what for though the fact that they beat United by four goals, I think, to one. Yes. Anything can happen with Claudio or Ranieri. But the thing is, you fear for them because they would face a backlash. Chelsea exactly. would feel they should have beaten United. They did not. And they wouldn't want to lose. Uh, they only want to drop points in back-to-back games. So exactly. I expect them to bounce back against Watford. <clears throat> Scoreline prediction? I'm not very good with those, but I think Chelsea will win. All right. I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave that one. Then the <laughs> next game there in the lineup. Uh, Aston Villa welcoming Man City uh, to Villa Park. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. It's going to be a crunch Absolutely. game. Absolutely. I, I, th- I think it will. I, th- I think it will be. Uh, he's won two games uh, for yeah, the in a row. Now, yeah, in a this, row. yeah, in a row. So this is going to be his toughest uh, test. He faces mm-hmm. a potential champion, definitely defending champion. I think whatever he's been doing is going to be put to a test. Of course, he's not had enough a lot of time with the team. He's still, mm-hmm. I'm sure, building things. That scores. It's gone well, and he's managed to win his first two games. But it's going yeah. to be the real test. If they can show up and play some really good mm-hmm. football, I give City a lot of uh, trouble. Then, then mm-hmm. you could start believing if you're an Aston Villa fan that uh, maybe Steven Gerrard could be changing something there. But it's going to be yeah. an extremely tough team. And, and Aston Villa have got players and a team to cause this City yeah. team trouble. Because if exactly. they can be defensively disciplined, then they mm-hmm. have a chance. We know what you, you guys will talk about the striker they do not have. If you have mm. bodies behind the ball, it's always going to be tough when you don't have a natural center forward, uh, which mm-hmm. there are games that City will be struggling in. Uh, yeah. But we also know that they're so good on the ball. Pep Guardiola is, is a guy who thinks and talks and eats probably the game. He always yeah. has a plan for each game. Yeah. I think definitely they're going to start as favorites, but this is going to be a really, really a big-time test for Steven Gerrard. should be an interesting one to see how... Uh, Stevie and Aston Villa go about it. I will result. What's your prediction there for the result? 
it's it's one of those where anything can happen but i still Maybe think uh, city could city could city could have a bit uh a bit too much for them right yeah. so city win there ali d your take uh, on that one it's a big test for Gerard. Mm. If he gives us a draw, we shall know that, okay, he's on to something. <laughs> but still... Gives who? I thought we were chosen for Just a player playing City. What result are you looking at the allergy? Okay, a 2-1. I'm seeing a 2-1 win for, for City. But I'm <laughs> hoping for a draw. I'm hoping for a draw. That's when we shall believe that, okay, Gerard is on to something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see what happens. And then moving on to uh, Merseyside, where the Merseyside derby plays out. Liverpool uh, go to Everton. But this is an Everton uh, team that is not in form at all. Rafa Benitez is in trouble. This game coming against his beloved Liverpool... Um, you know, they have not won since September. The heat is piling up. And I do believe if he loses this game, uh, you know, with a, with a big thumping, I think people will start to call for his head at, at, at Everton. No doubt. Because just the dynamics that are involved. This guy, former Liverpool manager in the Merseyside derby, has lost, has not won against since September and is going in and being thrashed. I think for sure the pressure will be cranked up on Rafa Benitez. And to be yes, now yes. a matter of time. If he loses this, Brian, your thoughts? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game for him. And first of all, an emotional one because he's a former Liverpool mm. coach. They really love him down there. Actually, that's yeah. why many Everton fans never wanted him to be their coach. But mm -hmm. but but it's all it all changed when he started the season well because Everton, I think, won their what three four first games of the season, mm. and everything yes, was yes. looking good and rosy. But now they haven't won, I think, in the what? They are last eight or something. Yeah, they lost yeah. to Brentford over the weekend. Penalty. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be an extremely tough game. And like you said, this game has got two sides to it. You mm. lose it, and many fans are going to be calling for his head. You mm. win it, and, and they forget everything oh, that has been happening. Because this everything. is the game. This is yeah. a game that the Everton fans want to win. And they've not won many, to be sincere to you. Liverpool have yeah, been so yeah. dominant. In a side derby, if you're Benitez and manage to get a result, which is capable of getting, by the way, mm. I mean, everything changes. The Everton fans will be singing his names, and they would have forgotten about the form that they've been yes. going through because this That's is the true. one they really love. So, Everton have got to turn up. But you see, the beauty about these ones, you don't even need to tell the players about the game. They know exactly. that this is a derby. We yeah. don't want to lose this. We leave everything on the pitch. And if they can do that, they're capable of getting a result to be sincere to you. I know they're going to give mm. Liverpool a good run for their money, no doubt about it. But they've got so to start scoring goals. At? I think that's going to be key. Are you looking at a I'm draw? Afraid it, absolutely. I think it, it most likely I'm looking at a draw. Because Liverpool, I have a feeling Everton will be a bit cagey. I don't yeah. think uh, Rafa is the kind of coach who's uh, that bold to go out. He loves keeping his mm. shape too much. Yeah. I think we'll be trying to limit Liverpool in whatever they do, rather than mm -hmm. going out for them. Mm -hmm. and, and in the process, I see maybe a one-all draw. Brilliant. Ali G, your take on that game? Uh, you got a feel for Everton. They don't have their strikers that are struggling, so I think 2 yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, mm, yeah plus this Richardson guy wasn't out. So, you feel for for Benitez. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know... Yeah, you're saying that, but I know you want Everton to get a result. 
definitely. If they give you a result as Okay, moving on to Thursday's games, gentlemen, as we bring a show to a close. Spurs welcoming Brentford to um, um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I was going to say White Hat Lane, but it's the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. What result are you looking at there, Ali G? Uh, two one, two one spurs, two one spurs, two one spurs. Conte gets uh, starts to get some traction there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian, what's your thoughts there? What's your thoughts there? Well, well, Brentford have had some difficult times uh, in the recent games, but they managed yeah. to win over the weekend. This yeah. Spurs team has not looked that good, and after mm-hmm. the Europa League uh, loss to, I think it was, uh, is it Mari? We know what Antonio Conte said. He said he's got, he's got, he's got a lot of work to do. Not only mm-hmm. coaching the team, but also trying to improve the squad. So he knows yeah. that it's mm-hmm. going to be difficult. And with the way Brentford have been playing. You know that they are going to give them a really, really good run for their money. They would have loved to play over the weekend to, mm. I think, to recover from that loss in the yes. Europa Conference League. Unfortunately, they couldn't. Yes, yes. Now they have yes. to face a team, uh, Brentford, after not playing. Of course, they'll be a bit war rested, but mm. at times you want to go into that game off a back, probably win against Burnley, which they never got. It's going That's to be true. a tough game. There's no doubt about it. But it's one of those that you expect that- Spurs to win. But Brentford. Yeah, okay. It's, it's it's a tough one to call because the West Pass mm. have been playing. You can't tell what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's going to be a tough game. Really tough. This one is tough to call. Brilliant. Mm. Finally, Manchester United welcoming us into Old Trafford. Brian uh, and Ali, we touched on this one earlier. But finally, I think Ali, let me kick off with you. Your thoughts on how that game is going to go as well as a prediction. I think Manu dominate. To... <laughs> I'm hoping finance and win, but Manu will take it because of Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah. will come in uh, as you know. I don't see anyone stopping him in that Arsenal team. So yeah. I'll give it to Manu. Three one, three one. Manu. Tomiyasu, Tomiyasu has been his nemesis, even in the Syria. Bologna, in the Syria. Bologna versus Juventus. Look for those games. You see Tomiyasu breaking <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, breaking. There's no doubt about it. I, I, first of all, I don't expect United to play like how they did against Chelsea. I think they are going yeah, to be yeah. a bit more offensive. Yes, of I mean. course, they would they will really play on the counter, no doubt about it. This game is all about, uh, I think, uh, Ralph Ragnick to see what he's mm. going to be bringing at United. Of course, it will be too soon. He might not mm. even be available, but whether he is or not, you clearly think Carrick and Fletcher will have a big say in how the team is going to play and who's going to start. Because mm. Ragnick wouldn't have had enough time with this yeah, team exactly. this week. There's no doubt about mm. it. So, But I mm. think they, they, they will look at this Arsenal team and think they're not Chelsea, they're not City, they're not Liverpool. We should believe in ourselves and go all out. Of course, they will play with the caution of trying to mm. ensure that they defend well. You have to respect Arsenal. They are not fifth yeah. for nothing. They lost their, yeah. their first three games of the season. United and mm-hmm. were nine points ahead of them. Now they've caught up and gone past them. So you have to focus. I, I fancy them to win to yeah. be sincere to you. Though tricky, tricky one. I think so, it'll be quite close. So mm-hmm. United to win. Ali G, what was I didn't catch your score, your prediction for that one. Three one United. 
3-1 United. Very interesting. I'm going for a 2-1 to Arsenal. Um, I do Look believe that we'll pull off. We will pull off a surprise. Gentlemen, we'll have to leave it at that for now. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming <laughs> for coming Thank over you. and joining us on the show. Brian, thanks for coming over. Ali G, ladies and Thank gentlemen, for joining sure. Brilliant. Hit the subscribe button, like the like, like as well, and the notifications as well. Have a great week and Godspeed.